Hi, everyone, and welcome to Chronically Jill, the podcast where I, Jillian, also known as the Fibro Rebel Online, will tell you all about my life with chronic illnesses, bring you more fun facts about fibromyalgia, and tell you the story of someone's day-to-day life with chronic illnesses. My pronouns are she, her. This is an independent podcast, which I am recording in my kitchen. We have a lot And I mean a lot of animals and kids. So if there is occasionally barking in the background or other noises, like my kids sometimes, please understand. I will try to edit them out, but since I'm still figuring all of this out, please be patient with me. This podcast can and will contain explicit language, so please be forewarned. As this is an independent podcast, I would love it if you supported me on Patreon or Acast. For as little as $2 a month, you can get access to early episodes, ad-free content, merch, and more. If that's not something you're interested in, that's absolutely okay. I'm thankful for your support and just listening or sharing. If being on the podcast to tell your story is something you would be interested in, please email me at chronicallyjillpodcast at gmail.com or check out chronicallyjill.ca and fill out the form on the Contact Us page. I would love to have you on to tell your story. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's fun fact about fibromyalgia isn't about fibromyalgia at all. Today we're going to learn about Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, or EDS as we are going to call it sometimes. This is a great time to throw in that I am not a medical professional in any way, shape, or form. All of my information comes from research, personal experiences, the experiences of others who were kind enough to share with me, and doctors. EDS is a disease that weakens the connective tissue in one's body. This includes things like tendons and ligaments that hold one's body together. It affects things like joints, skin, and can affect the blood vessels. There are many different types of EDS, but today we're going to talk about the three most common. Hypermobility type EDS is characterized by the hypermobility of joints, and it can affect large and small joints. It's super common for people who have this to experience joint subluxation. Oh my gosh, I I've stumble over this word every time. Subluxation, subluxation, I think, or dislocation. Uh, it also affects the skin. Examples of that are bruising easily, stretchy skin, and soft skin in varying degrees. Musculoskeletal pain is also present and can be incredibly debilitating. I'm just going to throw in here that a subluxation, in case you didn't know, because I didn't, is a partial dislocation. 
I have talked to many people who were diagnosed with fibromyalgia and later went on to be diagnosed with HEDS or hypermobility Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Um, I'm actually currently waiting for a visit to the rheumatologist so they can determine whether or not I have fibromyalgia or HEDS or both. I've always had the skin stuff, easily bruising, soft, smooth, stretchy skin, etc. And I am extremely hypermobile. Doctors have always discounted it as nothing to be worried about because of course they have. But now with everything that I have learned about chronic illnesses in the last two years, I can't believe that they would just brush off so many things constantly. Uh, The next type of EDS is classical EDS. The main symptoms associated with classical is stretchy skin, also called hyperextensibility, scars, um, calcified hematomas, and fat-containing cysts commonly found on pressure points. Uh, Classical EDS can also have the joint hypermobility. The third type is vascular EDS, and it is the most severe type. Vascular Ehlers-Danlos can cause sudden ruptures of one's arteries or organs, which can lead to sudden death. How awful is that? People who have vascular Ehlers-Danlos also have very thin skin. The veins are very easily seen through it. Distinctive features such as large eyes, thin noses, lobeless ears, short stature, and thin scalp hair. Club feet are also not uncommon. Joint hypermobility can be present, but it is usually localized in the digits. So what causes Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome? Simple genetics. If a parent has Ehlers-Danlos, there's a 50% chance that they are going to pass it along to each of their kids. So if you have joint hypermobility, fragile or stretchy skin, and a family history of Ehlers-Danlos, that's usually all they need to make a diagnosis. Or so the internet says. Again, don't believe everything you read on it, but some stuff has to be true, right? Uh, Once, if you can manage to get into a specialist, they may send you for genetic testing. Sometimes blood testing can confirm a diagnosis. However, for hypermobile EDS, there is no genetic testing available. Uh, EDS is one of those fun, invisible illnesses that has no cure. The treatments that the Mayo Clinic suggests are pills for pain, um, Advil, Tylenol, etc., or blood pressure meds to keep it low if you have a type of EDS where your blood vessels are weaker than they should be. Surgery can also be utilized to repair joints that are weakened but from multiple dislocations. Ow! Uh, Or to repair broken blood vessels. Physio can also be used to strengthen the muscles around the loose joints to prevent subluxations and dislocations. If EDS is something that you want to talk to your doctor about, as always, my best, best advice is to keep a journal of your symptoms daily with as much detail as possible. Also, finding out if you have a family history of EDS before you talk to a doctor can be extremely helpful. Uh, We will be diving deeper into EDS as the podcast progresses. This is just an overview. I would like to do full episodes on every different type because there is just so much information out there and this is just a tiny, tiny bit of it. If learning about a certain thing is of your interest, you can email me at chroniclyjillpodcast at gmail.com and give me your suggestions if you want. And now here's my chat with Beth, who tells me all about her life with her service dogs and learning to live with her disabilities. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So, hi, Beth. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Like, this is actually kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you you said you had a bad night last night. Just what was happening? Um, unfortunately, I suffer from functional neurological disorder, and it causes seizures and tics and like stuff like restless restless legs. And last night, unfortunately, I ended up having two seizures. Was up most of the night with um. Some pretty painful ticks throughout the night and uh, was supposed to work this evening did not will not be working this evening unfortunately well, that's awful I'm really sorry you went through that or go through that more often oh, sorry I was just trying to fix something on my computer okay no, so <laughs> so you have that's the FND right yeah I I can't remember the functional neural functional neuro- neurological disorder. Okay. Even if you call it FND, that is perfectly okay. Okay, I there's so much that I've never heard of, and I love I just love learning about all of it. Um, so what else do you have? You have fibromyalgia. You've yeah, I have fibromyalgia, complex PTSD, um, pelvic floor dysfunction. Sorry, I apologize. I was talking to my dog there for a second. Oh, that's okay. I have, you'll see animals all through the background in mine. <laughs> um, I also suffer from, from a traumatic brain injury from one of my seizures. I have um, what's called post-concussion syndrome. Okay, yeah, I've never heard of that. It, it's more regularly seen in... Um, Honestly, it's regularly seen in like football stars and athletes. You may hear about it on occasion, okay. but um, mine was from uh, from a fall from one of my seizures. Oh, that's so terrible. Uh, so uh, 
obviously a lot of that stuff happened because of other things, but how did you go about getting diagnosed with the stuff that started it? Like how long has it been happening for? I've, um, so I've gotten, obviously as someone with um, disabilities, you understand you don't always get your, all your diagnosis at once. It's spread out through many, many years. I got my PTSD diagnosis pretty early on. Um, I've been suffering from seizures for almost eight years now. Um, I only just got the full diagnosis by, I had gone to a clinic and video ECG in Toronto Western and they have, they keep you in hospital for anywhere from a couple of days to a couple of weeks, depending on what they need. And they record all seizure activity, all, um, everything, if you're, you're, sleep activity, everything like that for that time period. And that's when it would have been, would have been two years as of this last November that I was diagnosed with um, functional neurological disorder firmly. And when it comes to my head injury, I'm actually only just coming on a year now. Okay. It actually had just occurred, well, last Easter, actually, (laughs) quite literally like a year. So like a year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's just so scary. Stuff like that's so scary. And I'm glad you're doing. um, Hey. (laughs) Yeah. It's gotten a lot better. It's gotten a lot better. When I was first coming, recovering from my brain injury, I lost the ability to read. I lost, like, I couldn't stare at my phone. I couldn't look at, um, watch the TV. I basically sat in my room with blackout curtains and laid there like with nothing (laughs) so and and that's improved though you can cut you're starting to be able to like do stuff again that's really good yeah I can I can read again um sometimes if I over push my brain too much or if I you know I haven't had as much sleep as I should I've been going over too many hours my um I do live with basically daily headaches now um basically constant headaches now but I have ability to read again, usually, unless, unless I overdo it. it it's kind of like fibromyalgia. When you overdo it, your body pays for it yep. afterwards. Yeah, I explain it like it's a payday loan to people who don't understand. I'm like, you can take like a little and, you know, you pay it back quickly and it's easy. Or, you know, you take a huge one and you're in bed for a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so how was the fibromyalgia diagnosis process for you? Um, I was actually pretty lucky on that one. I'm one of the rare exceptions, I think, on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have an absolutely amazing rheumatologist who, um, he did basically every test in the book. And then, um, what was it? Unfortunately, he did do pressure points, which I know is not a standard anymore, but we, I was diagnosed a few years ago. I don't remember exactly when pressure points were removed from the standard. I apologize. Yeah. I don't know either. I know some doctors even still do them. Like my doctor did them two years ago and she even said, we don't really do this anymore, but you know, it's helpful to know if they're bad. I had all of them, but (laughs) yeah. Yep. That was basically me. I was like, okay, yeah, you're basically in pain everywhere. (laughs) Um, I do take some medications. I take a, a nerve blocker that's prescribed by my doctor. Um, okay. Freya, 
Thank you. All I can hear is you licking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Little golden <gasps> face here. Oh my gosh, what a cutie. <laughs> that is actually my service dog in training. Uh, yes, so I'm actually really excited to talk to you about that stuff because I'm really interested. But oh, sorry. Uh, finish the fibro diagnosis. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> okay. I just wanted to pop her in the camera real I, quick. <laughs> please always show me your animals. I love them. <laughs> um, so I am on a nerve blocker. It. I don't want to say it cures anything. I don't think there ever is a, a cure. Um, I am also prescribed medical cannabis, but that is more so for my seizures. But I do find it does help um it helps with the pain on days where there's nothing else uh, i obviously i don't want to encourage it with everyone or anything like that eat your own right yeah i've heard it does great things for a lot of people i'm allergic to it so i've oh i tried once and i got so sick oh and my just goodness. never again but um yeah i used to be up to 20 seizures in a day i used to be bed bound Oh no. So it, it is a miracle for my seizure. Yeah. It, it is a miracle for my seizures. <laughs> that's amazing. I just, I, it's one of those things that I, I don't use it, but I wish it wasn't so stigmatized because exactly. it does great things for people. Like I read an article a few years ago about a little girl who was having like, you know, 50 seizures a day. And they moved out to Colorado because that was the only place they could get CBD at the time. They weren't like just CBD, not THC or anything. And her seizures went from like, you know, 50 a day to like a couple. Yeah. But they had to like move across the country and they had to go through like all this like legal stuff. And, but like, they'll give like my, I have a kid that's on Adderall. They just, here, here Here you go. go. Like, (laughs) I, I had to fight with so many doctors to get to a, to get a doctor that would finally even consider before it was legalized in Canada, um, before it, um, I had to fight with so many doctors to get them to even consider sending me to a cannabis clinic um, where they have doctors that actually do that. Yeah. Like they, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And now it's so easy. You can just be like, Hey, I have pain here in my yes. finger. And they're like, here's your car. Yep. <laughs> or Which, well, nowadays in Canada, it is completely legal. So I, I'm pretty sure you live in Canada also. Yeah, I live or? in BC. I, I'm in Ontario. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the ability to go recreational if you really need to, but yeah. well, that's I fair. think that also can cause a bit of, I think that's where some of the stigma has come, even if anything. Yeah. Well, cause for so long, it was just, you know, the slackers and the bad kids yeah. and all that stuff. And now it's like, no, this is actually really good for people for medical reasons. And there's yeah. just, it's, there's, I think there's a lot of people that are never going to be able to make that jump. It's always just going to be bad. Right. But uh, are you on any other meds or I'm on um, gabapentin, which is a nerve blocker um, for my fibro. I'm on a bit of a cocktail. I'm on a bit of a cocktail. Um, (laughs) uh, With my brain injury, there's about five or six different minerals, uh, vitamins and minerals they have me on because they're trying to keep me off 
more actual medications for that one, if they can. Um, for my PTSD, I'm on like an antidepressant and an anti-anxiety medication. I, I, I apologize, they're not sitting right next to me, so I don't remember the names off the top of my head. Um, I don't remember some of mine either. I just know I take them. Like yep. call my doctor, I'm like, hey, I need a refill. And she's like, oh, on which one? I'm like, the one that I take at night to sleep. She's like, oh, okay. The, the blue one. The Let blue me one. look at them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no, totally, that's me. Um, I'm on a bit of a cocktail. I've found, luckily with my brain injury, we've been able to keep it largely natural based. Um, vitamins, minerals, changing anti-inflammatory diet. Um, and that has helped largely. Yeah. But with the other stuff, I'm medication becomes a part of life. Unfortunately, when you have disabilities, sometimes it, it all depends on what works for you. It all depends on what works for you. Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, how do you find the anti-inflammatory diet? I admit, I don't fully stick to it. Like I incorporate it, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. I honestly don't see how anyone could possibly stick to it ever. I've tried. I think I made it three days, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, something that I found really helpful for me is finding the ingredients that, one silly thing is like red chili pepper. Um, Finding ingredients, that's a bad example, but um, uh, because not everyone likes spicy, but it's just the first thing that came to mind on that, is there certain foods that are highly anti-inflammatory and trying to slip those foods into, in where you can, in where you can. Instead of, I find you have one life, you have one life. Um, and me personally, if I have to live that life very stringent, only eating certain things, it almost feels like, you good? Yeah, my animals are fighting. Um, it almost feels like you're losing a part of your life. If that makes yeah. sense. That totally makes sense, 100%. I yeah. completely agree with you too. It's, you have to walk a weird line where you have to do enough to feel okay, but not enough that you feel like you're not living. Yeah. Cause like we're, we're stuck. We're stuck with what we have. We can't leave our bodies. It's that's it. We're, we are that. We are who we are. We are who we are. <laughs> but if you, I'm a big fan of trying to do things and not letting my chronic illnesses run my life. Right. And it sounds like you are too. And that's awesome. I love that. Um, yeah. You take it by day. You take it by day. Some days, the best you can do is make it to the bathroom. Other days, the best you can do is, well, last, year, last summer, I was still going backpack. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. It's good. I love those days. They're the best. Okay. I want to know about your service dog. Um, I've had a service dog for probably about six years now. Um, my first service dog, um, her name is Hope. She's an English Cocker Spaniel that is currently laying down in the other room right now, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but she was through a company called Medical Sniffer Dogs in Angus, Ontario. Um, and she is largely for my seizures. She um, is actually scent trained for non-epileptic seizures. You can scent train. 
It's very controversial with epilepsy. I don't know enough about it to, to speak on epilepsy, but I know with non-epileptic or functional neurological disorder, you can train very much like how they train airport dogs to sniff out food or airport dogs to sniff out certain substances. You can train a dog to sniff out hormones that our bodies and chemicals that our bodies release. Okay. um, To be able to foretell a seizure, I guess you could say. I don't want to say foretell because that, you know what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah, that's really, really neat. Um, Hope had had a maximum of about a 10 minute warning. So for my seizures, I have no warning. I could be talking to you, having a conversation, and then I could be on the ground. Okay. Um, So she was my warning system. She's unfortunately, she's getting a little bit older. She has some problems in her shoulders. So she's phasing into retire. Luckily with her program, I get to keep her as a family pet. So she's going to say she's going to retire here and live life luxury, live life luxury. We are going through a a slightly different program just because my disabilities have advanced. My disabilities have advanced. I'm sure you understand what I mean that, right? They do that. (laughs) Um, And so we're going through a different organization called Prowess Paws, where we're getting we're having Freya be trained through my golden retriever that you saw a little bit earlier. Um, She's about a year and a half old now. And she's basically been training age appropriate since she was nine weeks old. Like she started, she came home and she started the program basically Mm -hmm. of what, you know, very, very slowly, but we started the program with her. She is also scent trained. It, It, we lucked out on that way. We lucked out on her very, very much so um she she's only a year and a half she only gives about a two to five minute warning time still more than enough time to get to the ground yeah um but with my fibromyalgia having increased my body pain my dizziness all all the other wonderful symptoms that come with everything everything (laughs) (laughs) um there's a lot of different things that service dogs can do to help with my a really silly thing is with my um passing out I have blood that'll pool in my feet makes me really dizzy um one of her tasks or one of her things she's learning to do is it sounds silly but I will actually put my feet up onto her and lay back so it gives me if you're in the middle of a store you're in the middle of the mall you don't always have a pillow to put your feet up on or like stuff that you have the comforts of you're at home or like, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, for like sure. Your your disability kit, you don't always have all of that. And unfortunately, sometimes you need it when you don't have it. Uh, um, She's been taught how to open and close cupboards for me and lower things so I don't have to bend over as much, which bending really isn't pleasant with a lot of these conditions. No, I can imagine. Like, I... Uh-huh don't have any head injuries but I get migraines and that's bad enough I can't imagine what it's like to deal with that kind of stuff daily yeah a big thing for her with my um with my pain is what's called um DPT or deep pressure therapy 
it's something you see a lot of different service dogs for different disabilities. It can be used for autism. It can be used for chronic pain. It can be used for anxiety. Um, it basically puts continual pressure and heat on your body. It's sort of like a weighted blanket. Okay. But it's like a heated weighted blanket, <laughs> if that sort of makes sense. That sounds really nice. <laughs> if my hips are locking up, for example, I can, I've taught her to be able to put her body specifically onto my hips and lay there, put the weight on my hips. It allows them to relax and loosen up and use a huge amount of pain relief, huge amount of pain relief. It's a great amount of help for that one. That's a really neat. I didn't know they did that. It, it generally... It originally started, I believe, from human, like human therapy, they would, it's almost like a tight hug with autism kids. I don't know exactly how to explain it. I'm not trying to be rude um, in any way with I'm wording it wrong or anything. Oh, like I don't, that. I don't think you are. Um, but it, it's continual pressure on certain points of the body can actually calm your central nervous system. Um, and that is largely what this, what this entails. Like the main purposes of it is that, but then it also can be used. I'm sure as, I don't know if you use a heating blanket or a, a weighted blanket for your body pain, but- I have a they, weighted blanket. They, they help, they help. They really yeah. do help. <laughs> a lot, I love it. But I, I, if I put it on myself, it doesn't help as much. I like someone to lay it on me. Yeah. I don't know why it makes a difference, but it does like a huge no, difference. I, I feel you. I feel you completely. It, it, it's if I were to put, I can't actually, the funny thing is I can't actually stand actual weighted blanket, but I have, I can have a 60 pound dog lay on me. <laughs> <laughs> like if that sort of makes sense, like I actually can't stand like the continual pressure everywhere on the body, only on the parts that I need it. That makes that, sense. But um, I know with service dogs, um, Canada is very, very different. From my understanding, BC, BC is very, very different. I believe there's certification in BC. Um, for Ontario, at least, um, you have a doctor's note. If you have a legal disability, um, your doctor basically, putting it simply, prescribes you a service dog. It's a little bit difficult to explain, but it's governed by the AODA, which okay. is Access for Ontarians with Disabilities Act. Um, and unfortunately, everyone has their own opinions on the laws, right? Everyone has their own opinions on the laws, but at least for Ontario, that's what it is. I don't, I don't know a lot of the other provinces. You know what I mean? I, I know. I know the province I live in. I know the province I live in. <laughs> Only reason I think I know BC is because I wanted to go to BC's rainforest sometime in my life, if it ever Beautiful. Happened. It's literally outside my window. We moved oh, like, wow. out into the suburbs, which is right beside the forest. And it makes me so happy. But okay. So what, one thing I'm curious about is I see a lot of people with like wearing with their dogs wearing the vest that they very clearly bought on like Amazon and stuff. Cause I've seen them. What's the legality in that? Um, once again, I'm speaking from Ontario standards. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Just whatever, you know, cause I see okay. it all the time and I just, I'm like, is that like, 
it the vest does not make the service dog in my personal opinion and like in the legality of ontario the vest does not make the service dog the training makes the service dog yeah because like i'm gonna be a little harsh in saying this i don't know how else to say it <laughs> people with service dogs are disabled all like you know what i mean we don't yeah. have the funds we don't have the funds we don't work a standard job money oftentimes is very very tight you can go to a, a company where you get like the standard the nice looking service dog vest those vests are usually about 150 dollars yeah as someone example if you were on disability that's a large amount of money yeah absolutely where you can literally go on to Amazon. Maybe they don't look as professional, but they're still legal. They're still legally, like in Ontario, you don't actually even have to identify your dog. Yeah, I could walk, um, I could walk my dog in a, in a collar and a leash. I have in the middle of summer when it's really hot. I can walk her in a collar and a leash as long as I have my doctor's note on me, on my person in some way, shape or form that they can confirm her service dog like her being a service dog here in Ontario, the vest oh. does not make the, the vest does not make the dog here at least. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know other places. I don't know other places. I admit, like, I don't know BC on that one. Yeah, no, that's okay. I'm just, I see it quite often. And I've seen them on like Amazon or even wish for a couple bucks. And I've just, I don't agree. I think there should be a lot more stringent on who can buy it because it is allowed people to misuse it well and that makes sense. yeah and that's what i think too like you know this is my emotional support animal when they just want to bring it with them into the mall and right? that's what actually people don't understand and a lot of companies don't sorry on that just you said that and it actually reminds me on something what a lot of people don't understand is the difference between service dog therapy dog and emotional support animal Okay. Yeah. I don't know the difference. What, what's the difference? Completely three different things. Therapy dogs are dogs that are usually trained by an organization. Usually like here, it would be St. John's Ambulance. I don't know if you have St. John's Ambulance in BC. Yeah, we do. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was Canada wide or not. I think so. Um, they would be trained by St. John's Ambulance is one of the big ones that do it here. Um, they go in to hospitals, old age homes. Sometimes they'll go into colleges to help um, students with um, tests. Sometimes you'll see them in courts um, helping little kids when they're at the stand. Okay. Those are therapy dogs. Okay. When my kids they, went to get their COVID shots, they had dogs there. Would yeah, those, those would have been dogs? therapy. Dogs. Okay. Yeah, that's those cool. would have been okay. therapy. Okay. Um, emotional support animal. It still can have a use. Still, I, when I say that it is a pet, I do not mean it in a rude way. They provide, they do not provide tasks. They, they support you. They would kind of be like your cat. They support you by being there, by having the ability to pet them, by like the ability of having an animal. I'm sure you understand an animal in your life can provide a lot of increase to your life. Just, just being there. Just oh, being. absolutely. And just. To be clear, I wasn't saying anything against emotionally support animals, but I have seen people. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm... The idea of it, and they're 
you know, this is my emotional support animal so I can take it everywhere with me, right? Like and that's, that's the big what I'm thing. talking about. That's the big thing actually that I was going to say. ESAs or emotional support animals have no public access by law. Okay. Um, generally, ESAs or emotional support animals are more so of a US term because it allows, basically if your dog is an ESA in the US, um, they don't have animal protection. Like it, I don't know about in BC, but um, they can't kick you out for having an animal unless your animal causes damages and so on and so forth. Okay. I don't know if it's the same there or not. I have no idea. Okay. Um, Sorry. But, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, basically, an ESA, a landlord cannot kick you out. And I know at least in Ontario, that's why you don't see ESAs as often because our laws already protect that. So basically here in Ontario, an ESA or an emotional support animal would almost just be a pet. And that is in no offense. That is not me being rude in any way. That is like the legality terms of it. Okay. Where a service dog is individually trained. So it is trained for one specific person. If you and your husband both had disabilities, for example, she would, your, your service dog would be trained for your disability specifically on what you need because same you, both of us have fibromyalgia, not all of the same things are going to help me that they're not going to help you. No, for sure. Sometimes some of the things that help me may even make you worse, for example. So they're individually trained for whatever the need is for that specific person. So Freya would be considered a multi-purpose service dog because she does medical alert. She does the letting me know about the seizures, but she also does opening doors. She also does DPT. She also does like a, a wide variety of other things that help other than just in psychiatric conditions, other than just in medical alert. If that sort of makes sense, what I'm trying to say. Uh, absolutely makes sense. Uh, and service dogs are the ones that have full public access. Service dogs are the ones that should be in the mall, that should be going around to the movie theaters, the restaurants, the okay. service dogs should be well-behaved. And that is the big thing that a lot of businesses don't understand. Even if they say it's a service dog and that dog is grabbing food off the counters and peeing on things and <laughs> barking and like, you know, being a menace you still have the grounds to ask that child to leave okay. legally because the training is what makes the dog a lot of the time. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't know, like, I didn't know a lot of this. This is really interesting. Um, so do you use any like mobility aids or anything to get around? Or? I, when my body is bad, I, when my seizures used to be bad, I used to use a wheelchair. Because when my, after my seizures, my legs don't work right. Like they just don't work right. They just don't want to walk. Yeah. <laughs> it's the easiest way of putting it. I apologize. I hope so for quite a period of time, I used to use a wheelchair. Um, with my seizures being less, luckily I'm not currently in a wheelchair. I do still have one, but I'm not currently in one. I have had to use a cane or a walker, depending on how bad either my body pain or my dizziness is that day. But I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. <laughs> Does that 
Oh, I get that. There's a lot of times where my husband will look at me and be like, well, just bring this. Who cares what other people think? And I'm like, "I'll, I'll just do it. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. I get that way about like, like doing stuff like yesterday. I'm my husband and I switched sides of our room because I don't even remember he wanted to, but we switched closets and we moved sides and I did it all by myself because I just wanted to get it done. And I was like yep. moving nightstands and stuff. And he's like, you know, you didn't have to do that on your own. I'm like, I know, but it was I just, done and I did yeah, I just I wanted it done so I did it and now today I'm in so much pain but I did it <laughs> I feel that but yeah I just or like we are my our in-laws live in our basement suite and my father-in-law gave me an office chair it's over there somewhere but I was determined to bring it upstairs on my own because my husband made some like snide comment about, well, oh, I guess you'll need help upstairs. And I'm like, ha, fuck you know, I don't no, I won't watch me. Yeah. <laughs> and just carried, threw it on my back and carried it up the stairs. And that was such a bad idea. But like your back probably screamed afterwards. Yeah. Very, very like, bad. Oh, I get the stubborn thing. <laughs> yeah. So like I I do. I do use two aids, but not as often as I probably should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what advice do you have for anyone who's like in the diagnosis process or is newly diagnosed and just starting out? Um, I have a saying, like my husband says I should get it tattooed on my forehead is like what he says is generally try to take it day by day there's going to be times where you literally just have to take it second by second because that's all you can handle is this very second that you're in and if that's all you can handle that being this very second that you're in you're doing it you're still succeeding in doing in surviving that very second don't worry about the second after it don't worry about tomorrow don't worry about what you obviously you have to worry about it to a point but look at what you're succeeding every second of the day. We're, we're bad bitches. We're bad bitches. Pardon my language. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like look at what everyone, a lot of people in our situations, if they went through what we go through on a daily would be curled into a ball, not wanting to move, not wanting to get up. They would be in bed every single day of their life. know what you make know what you succeed in like is a big thing that I I try to I used to try to judge myself off of the the standard norm the standard norm nine to five job able to work able to you know do do the normal yeah but unfortunately our bodies aren't normal much as we want our bodies to be we may never be um so it's finding our normal. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Cause I, I, well, I know I struggle with that. I know a lot of people do where you're just like, well, I can't do this and no, you can't, but look at all this other stuff that you can do. Can do. And okay. Uh, one of the questions I'd like to ask, it's not a super easy one. And I have had people who can't answer it, but have your chronic illnesses and your disabilities brought anything good into your life? That's actually kind of um, an ironic question. Um, 
I'm going to put a trigger warning out there just, just in case, because there was mention of abuse for a split second, if that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I can put one at um, the beginning of the episode too. No problem. Okay. Um, I went through a really not nice childhood. It's what, it's where my PTSD has come from. It's where a couple of other things have come from. They're pretty sure. Um, if I hadn't of moved, I, I moved out at 18 and I moved a good like three hours away from my mother and moved into this little basement apartment. Had I not moved and ran away, and yes, in that time period, my health failed. My health went down the drain pretty quickly. I'm pretty sure there's probably a lot of people out there that you're healthy, you're healthy, you're healthy, and then you're not. <laughs> yeah. And it's a very big, you're not. I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have had any of the animal, like any of my dogs I've had. I wouldn't have the friends. I'd still be there. I'd still be there. If that makes sense. I know that's not always like, that's not the case, but it's also gotten me to the point where you can realize when you start realizing other people come to you for their opinion, you realize that you have, you've lived it. That sort of makes sense. Does that sort of answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And uh, how long have you been married for? Um, It'll actually be four years as of this August. Oh, nice. That's awesome. And just, I, I know that it's a really hard thing to deal with partners with that have disabilities and chronic illnesses and stuff. How's your home life? How's you like, how's your husband dealing with it? My husband is a saint. I want to put that out. My husband, we got together when we were like 20 years old and most people that age having someone that all of a sudden their health is failing and you're just starting a relationship. Most people would have ran. Yeah. Most people would have ran so far and so fast. <laughs> um, poof, basically. <laughs> but he is a saint. I truly would not have made it without my husband. Like, I truly feel that. But no relationship is perfect. No relationship is perfect. No. Like, you know what I mean? Every relationship has arguments. Every relationship has disagreements. But at the end of the day, I know he has been through so much with me that, like, He's been there through the worst. He's been there through the worst. It means the world, really. That's awesome. Yeah, my husband's the exact same way. He's just amazing with everything. And we do fight. We fight about my disabilities. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, Noah, it, it's so hard to deal with. Like, and because you never know, like, I'll be like, yeah, let's make all these plans. And then I'm like, no, I'm on the couch. <laughs> or- oftentimes it's I don't know if you ever have these problems when you're beating yourself up because it's like well last night a perfect example I fell into a pit where I was beating myself up because of the seizure and I had had a friend over that had seen me have the seizure and um my husband just kept looking at me and be like you know stop beating yourself up you don't have control over this and he got to the point where he got a little frustrated because I kept beating myself up like if that makes sense yeah Absolutely. And I really like talking about this stuff because um, it's a lot of people, I think they need to know that in partnerships, we fight about our disabilities. It happens. Like if we didn't, that would be weird. Like it's a lot of my life, the things that I can't do. And 
I, the anger we feel towards um, medical professionals. Yeah. We end up feeling towards medical professionals. Too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, but like, even with our partners and stuff, like you can't, you can't expect them to just be okay with everything all the time. Disappointment's going to happen. It's natural. And I don't know. I just, I, I, while we live, while we live it, they're sitting there watching the person that they love. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's a completely different and, but it's so hard for them too. And I, I know I've seen, there was a TikTok creator who I really didn't like, I don't remember their name, but they said stuff. They were talking about like, Oh, you know, my partner just deals with all my stuff with a smile on his face. And I'm like, that's going to blow up. Yeah. That's not going to, that's not going to last. Yeah. Because you have to talk about it. You have to communicate. You have to get that stuff out. Because expecting another human being who has thoughts and feelings to just be 100% okay with all of the crap that happens to you is a bit of a fairy tale, in my opinion. Everyone has good days. Everyone has bad days. And if it's stressing us out, imagine how much it's stressing them out. Yeah. Because... Like, I know when I'm having bad days, like my husband picks up the slack, like he'll, 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 he, he cooks most of the time. Anyways, he's a way better cook than I am, but, and I'm pretty good, (laughs) but he, like, he gets the kids doing stuff. He does the dishes and all of that. Well, I am on the couch, unable to move and expecting someone to do all that without being a little bit frustrated is it's gonna get frustrating yeah like I would be frustrated if I was the one dealing with it but I just I I I love preaching about um open communication and just letting people know your feelings and all that because well yeah like I said you can't you can't have a healthy relationship unless both people are allowed to have a healthy communication Yeah. Like if you're just like, oh, well I'm sick. So you have to just deal with all of my stuff and not make me feel bad about it. And I also do feel there is a slight, um, there are people, at least in my family that I can think of that are exact opposite end where they, they almost pretend that you don't have a disability and they make you feel bad about it. Does that make sense? So it's a very it's a balancing act. If your partner is sitting there making you feel like a pile of poop because you are disabled that's not okay oh no that's awful too but I don't know my my husband has like a he's like I am frustrated with what's happening right now I know it's not your fault no and you don't control what's going on with your body but I am frustrated so I'm gonna just go do this and you stay here but understand that I'm frustrated, but I know it's not on you. And I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. Yeah, no, completely, completely. I'm, I mean, like the two ends of the scale, right? The two ends of the scale, there's that end of the scale. And then there's this, unfortunately the people that, oh, well, you can do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Like, no, no. I know. And I have, I'm neurodivergent too, probably ADHD. I'm way too cheap to pay for a diagnosis, but um, I have that like executive dysfunction thing where you want to do something and you just can't, it doesn't matter 
how easy it is. You just can't do it. And I try explaining that to someone who doesn't understand. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have autism, so I, I understand what you're, yeah. what you're meaning. Yeah. I understand what you're meaning. And yeah, it's like my family, they're like, oh, well, you know, it'll take two minutes. Just go put the laundry away. I'm like, I would really like to, that would be awesome. That would make me really happy, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You go to go force yourself to do it. It's the sort of thing you're going to end up curled into a ball, like just being like, yeah. I cannot do this. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, before we end, do you have anything that you want to add? Biggest thing that I guess I could put out to people that are fighting for a diagnosis is like, don't give up. I, I know doctors are meant to help us and they do want into, but our medical society is highly flawed nowadays, unfortunately. And I know they try to help us, but us as patients, we feel lost a lot of the time. Know that you're not lost alone. If that makes any sense. No, it does. Of course it does. That was really good. I like that. Um, I just, I really want to thank you for talking with me today. Thank you for, for having me on this. Truly. I, I, yeah. I had seen your, your video and I think you were saying you were looking for people and I was like, you know what, worst that's going to happen is she's not going to answer me, you know, or she's gonna be like, no, no. So. <laughs> I, I love talking to people and I talk to, I'm not very good at it. I'm trying to get better at this, but I just, I love learning about all the different things. It's so interesting to me. And I've like, I listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts and it's always people that have like, not necessarily famous, but people who are trying to put themselves out there and all this stuff. And I just, it, those aren't, those aren't the people that I want to know their stories. I want to know the stories of the people who live day-to-day -day life with what's going on. And cause like, I, you want to know someone like you, not someone. Yeah. And I know there's like, I know there's so many celebrities and stuff that have chronic illnesses and all that, but like, I'm telling you, if I had millions of dollars, my life would be different. We would be doing, yeah, we would be doing things differently. We yeah. would be doing things differently. Like they still I, suffer and I'm not meaning that in any no, way, absolutely. they have access to different treatment methods than yeah, standard. And like, I like you were talking about the autoimmune diet. I've been recommended that if I had someone, if I could hire like a chef to cook delicious meals for me within that diet, I could follow it. The problem is I don't have the time, the energy or the money to keep it up because it's really expensive sometimes. Yes. And like we eat fairly healthy, but we also eat a lot of craft dinner. <laughs> you know, or Mr. Noodles, it's a balance, Yep. but you got to be able to live your life still. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really, if you live your life having carrots every single day of your life and you know, you're living, you're having your salad, you're having your, you know, the perfect meals that you possibly could. And then you get to 80 and you look back and you're like, well, rats, I wish I'd had that lobster. I wish I'd had <laughs> that Big Mac. I wish I'd had that <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yep, absolutely. But I'm just, I, I feel alone a lot of the time. And I know that most people who deal with disabilities and chronic illnesses and invisible illnesses and everything do too. And I want people to know that they're not alone, that they're not, 
the only ones going through it, that there's people out there that understand them and are living the same thing and having the same struggles. At least that's the goal. (laughs) One million percent. Yes. I really appreciate you talking with me today. I thank you for having me. I want to once again thank Beth for coming on. I really enjoyed our conversation. I'm very sorry. I'm sick as I'm recording this outro in case you can't hear it in my voice. This is an independent podcast. Any support that you give us is highly appreciated. If you would like to go to our Acaster Patreon and donate as little as $2 a month, you get access to early episodes, ad-free content, merch, and more. And if that's not something you're interested in, that's totally okay. Just listening, sharing, and subscribing is awesome. If being on the podcast is something you're interested in, please go to chronicallyjill.ca and fill out the form. And I hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic day. Lots of love and gentle hugs. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I would very much like to thank Miranda F. and Laura Jane E. for continuing to support the podcast and my endeavor. If this is something you're interested in, head over to Patreon.